When it comes to electric vehicles, Kia is moving fast. Welcome back to Textination. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from Kia are Sang Lee, Senior Product Manager for the EV9, and Joseph Choi, Product Strategy Manager for the EV6. Thank you both for spending time with us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Well, Joseph, I think we're going to turn to you first. Let's talk about the new EV6 and you've got the EV6 GT as well. Give us the overview here. Yeah, we try to keep it simple. Uh, just understand who the target customer is, what, they, what they're what they all about, what their priorities are, et cetera, and then package it accordingly. So at the uh, base level, we have a light uh, trim. They call it the light. Uh, it only comes with a standard range battery, so it's 232 miles of all-electric range. It's in rear-wheel drive. And then when you go up, you advance to the wind. The wind comes with a little bit more equipment, but it's your entry longer range version. So it comes with a bigger battery. It's a 77.4 kilowatt hour battery that was rated for 310 mile range. And you can also get all-wheel drive as well. And then the GT line above that is just more equipment beyond that. And then the GT is really just kind of cranking things up to 11. It's basically just a high performance version of our top end car. So we have a little bit of everything covering all of the targets that uh, we believe uh, are representing the addressable market for this car. Tell us a little more about the driver and, and passenger experience here. Yeah, like we try to make it really uh, in line with what it is that these consumers need to, to have the EV lifestyle that they're truly seeking. So First of all, it's an 800 volt electrical architecture. You also hear about that for the EV9 as well. But what it allows you to do is it allows you to charge incredibly fast. So whether you're talking about a 10% state of charge, going up to 80%, if you're on a 350 kilowatt rated charger, then you'll be able to charge in as little as 18 minutes because it's able to get up to a very high charge rate and maintain that charge rate due to it being a high voltage system. You see a lot of the competitors have much lower voltage systems and they can't really keep up with uh, that charge of speeds. Um, even if you had a slower charger, like 150 kilowatt charger, which there are a lot of them nationwide, you'll still charge in as quickly as like 21 minutes. So that's very fast. You talk about a Tesla uh, Model Y, you, are, you may be talking about 32 minutes charge time. A Ford Mustang Mach-E is 38 minute about charge time. But anyway, uh, we really hit uh, on that need. But also when you're sitting in the car, it feels like a cockpit. You have so much technology. The car is incredibly, uh, is incredibly like uh, intriguing to look at. Uh, oftentimes I hear it, it described as like a spaceship, uh, but in a good way, because you can't not notice it when it's passing by, especially when it's at night, you see how it's illuminated and everything. But also in the car, we have ambient lighting that really kind of like sets the mood uh, to a different level. A lot of consumers describe it as being like an advanced gaming computer type of product. These these products, they're not just cars that get you from point A to point B. They really change uh, kind of like your lifestyle and uh, what you could do with an automobile. You can draw energy from the car itself. The EV9 will allow you to do that too. So you're talking about a range of uses that go beyond just driving from one place to another. And... Uh, when you talk about standard 12.3 inch screens, you get two of them. You talk about standard Wi-Fi hotspot. You have so many conveniences that really kind of change the paradigm uh, of car ownership. 
It's, re it's really about a lifestyle more than anything else. Certainly attracting a lot of attention. Are people looking for a larger SUV? I suppose we're going to look at the Kia EV9. And Sang, tell us a bit about that. Give us the overview. So the EV9, it's much like the, the Telluride, but it's electrified. Uh, we've been hearing over and over again from customers who wanted something this size, but that's an EV. And really right now in the market, EV9 is scheduled to be the first mainstream three-row midsize EV SUV. Uh, so it's going to offer something that some lot of consumers have been waiting for. Uh, the EV6 does a really good job based on the footprint of providing a lot of space. Um, it's, it's a hatchback. So the trunk is very generous. But for someone who wants more space, a uh, target consumer with two, three kids, that need a third row, the EV9 answers, uh, that's the answer that, that we're providing. And, um, you know, I think it's already generating a lot of interest because of that reason, in addition to the fact that the product itself is, might be biased, but very nice in terms of performance features technology. Tell us about the range options here. We're targeting up to 300 miles uh, at launch. And we've heard, uh, you know, Joseph talked about the charging speed. And when we talk to EV owners, what we hear, you know, after experience is, yes, range is important, but the charging speed is really what matters. If they're able to stop at a station and get going, you know, Joseph mentioned, you said, um, 21 minutes, right? Or 18 minutes, Joseph? As fast as 18 minutes, but even at the more commonly found 150 kilowatt rated chargers, you could charge as quickly as 21 minutes, which is still way faster than the competitors, which are usually well over 30 minutes. So no matter what your charging station is, you're probably getting back on the road much quicker than, than any other car. Right. And, and we've heard over and over again, that's what really matters as well as the range. Uh, and we pretty much have set the benchmark in the industry in terms of the speed. Uh, the EV9 having the bigger 99.8 kilowatt hour battery, um, it's the, the charging rate is going to be 10 to 80% in as fast as under 25 minutes. Um, so literally you sit um, at a charging station and you get going. You add over 200 miles of range and you're on your way. Terrific. Tell us about some of the other features that will attract buyers to this. What the what the experience is going to be like for the owners? So we've really, uh, you know, just like the EV6, added a lot of technology here, uh, starting with the advanced driver assistant system. Uh, it's going to EV9 is going to have a lidar based technology called Advanced Highway Driving Assist, or AHDA for short. Uh, that's going to provide remarkable environment scanning technology using a total of 15 sensors, including two LiDARs up front. Uh, and it's, that's going to allow the EV9 to detect objects everywhere around it for semi-autonomous driving. Uh, it's, going, it's going to be standard with over 20 ADAS features, including lane following assist two, which is gonna be the first application on the EV9. Uh, highway driving assist two, which is similar to the um, 
advanced highway driving assist, but not as advanced, but highway driving assist too is going to be standard. Um, long list of you know driver assistance systems. This is important for the target consumer who, you know, they're driving with kids, what I call precious cargo. And, you know, they need the vehicle to be as safe as possible actively, not just passively. This is going to prevent accidents. Um, and it's not just when you're driving. We, ha we have a rear occupant sensor with the radar, uh, which is going to prevent uh, people from leaving their kids or even infants or pets behind after they park the vehicle. Uh, it has safe exit assist, which... Uh, helps you prevent your kids or rear occupants from exiting the vehicle, with, let's say you're parallel parked. And um, this is something that crosses the mind of every parent. You want your kid to get out on the, the, the curbside, but if they decide to get out on the street side, if there's a car coming, parents' worst nightmare. Well, safe exit assist prevents any accidents, uh, potential accidents of someone coming out when there's a car coming. So, you know, we have it covered completely in terms of safety. Uh, Joseph already mentioned the 800 volt charging capability, which is, of course, going to be standard on the EV9. Uh, you have luxury level comfort. We're going to be offering first class, what I like to call first class, first and second row seating with both heating and cooling and lounge uh, setting. So, Imagine you pull up to a fast charger. I, I mentioned the 25 minutes. All four occupants, a driver, front passenger, and the second row, one touch of a button, it reclines to a, you know, like a recliner uh, with the leg rest, with heating and ventilation. So that's, that's a level of luxury that's really not available in the marketplace today. When you talk about you, the seating too, I, I understand uh, not mm -hmm. in the U.S., but you have the capability of having that second row swivel seats. That's correct. Uh, we are looking into maybe uh, bringing that over to the U.S. in the future. Right now, it's not going to be offered at launch. Um, and then you wrap all of this up in a true SUV package with uh, 81.9 cubic feet of cargo space maximum cargo space, almost eight inches of ground clearance at 7.8, 5,000 pounds of towing, 516 foot-pounds of torque, uh, and, but at the same time, an astounding drag coefficient of 0.28. This is incredible engineering and, of course, and packaging. But, of course, towing is going to affect uh, the, the range on the vehicle too, I assume, like it does with any vehicle. It does as with any vehicle, but you know, if you've ever towed with an EV, the experience is uh, um, much better than that of an ICE vehicle. The instant torque and the, the ability to pull literally uh, from standing start is, is a completely different experience. Uh, tell us uh, about the uh, features that you have that uh, mentioned some for the safety and you, you mentioned semi-autonomous. What does that mean? What should people know? Well, starting with the, the standard highway driving assist now, uh, it's, you know, level two autonomy. Um, and literally you can drive on highways with the features like lane change assist. It will sense vehicles in the front, the side, 
and keep you centered in the lanes. It's, it's almost a hands-free driving experience. And then when you step up to the advanced highway driving assist with LiDAR, the vehicle is able to have a better sense of what's around it. So, you know, just like any technology, this is progressing towards ultimate goal of being completely hands-free. We're not there yet. Um, not really because of technology, but also because of the regulations in the US, but uh, this EV9 is going to really stretch that further towards being almost hands-free. And what are you doing to ensure, uh, because of regulations, that people, drivers, are focused on the road, are paying attention? How, how do you monitor that? Right, we're doing we're that in, in multiple here. Mm -hmm. We're doing that in multiple ways. We call it driver attention warning. Uh, through multiple sensors, we're able to see if the driver is a driver paying attention. Um, I know that Tesla has gone through a lot of struggle with that. People falling asleep or literally intentionally sleeping while they have the autopilot or full self-driving um, activated. You know, until it gets to level five, we really want the driver to be attentive. And we have the sensors what, in place. What does it do if it, if it sees me oh, say, looking at my right. phone or turned around? Sure, sure. The vehicle is able to sense if the driver is not paying attention and will provide a series of warnings before turning off these features. Terrific. And is that, a, is that a, an add-on or is this a kind of technology a standard thing with the EV9? The Highway Driving Assist 2 is 100% standard. The advanced highway driving assist with LiDAR is optional. What about uh, this technology on the on the EV6, Joseph? Yeah, as far as all the advanced driving capability, I was going to mention it, but really EV9, uh, EV6 currently is uh, the highest uh, technology that we have uh, in the entire lineup. But the EV9 actually brings it to another level. What we have uh, on the upper trims, like the GT line and the GT, uh, it, we internally call it Fusion Plus. Uh, it allows you to essentially get uh, a level of sophistication where the car is capable of changing lanes automatically if you just uh, use the turn signal stop. Uh, the EV9 has that and beyond with the LiDAR sensors and uh, the highway driving capability. So the EV6 already is at an incredibly advanced level when compared to other systems on the road today, the EV9 is even that much better, uh, which is really cool to see. Tell us about availability and uh, a bit about pricing. Yeah, so uh, the pricing, uh, the standard uh, long range configuration, the win uh, is $48,700 for MSRP. And then the GT, which is really your cranked up high performance model, $61,600. Uh, as far as the availability, this car has been incredibly, incredibly popular from day one. Um, they really just put flying off the dealership lots. Um, so right now, uh, with difference uh, kind of in the landscape as it pertains to um, legislation, the Inflation Reduction Act, et cetera, you're seeing a little bit of shifting in what the competitors are doing. You see some other competitors really lowering their pricing or offering a lot of incentives and things like that. So it's kind of changing um, 
the dynamic in terms of what customers are, are looking for and how they're shopping. But uh, nevertheless, this vehicle, from a supply standpoint, it's very hard to get. Uh, and I think the demand is still going to be incredibly high. So uh, if you have the opportunity to get one as a consumer, uh, you really uh, best start trying to get one uh, sooner than later. To be honest. I'm not even in sales, and that's the honest truth. Uh, as a product, player. I can't get one myself. Let's say let's say that that's how hard it is to get one. Wow! So the EV9 uh, that is arriving next year, saying later this year. Later this year. Tell us about it. When when will people be able to get their hands on one? We expect the availability to be um, late this year, continuing on to early next year. Um. And it's going to be offered in um, multiple trims, fitting different needs of different customers. Right, and you're going to be building, uh, from what I understand, uh, in in the U.S. as well. Right, next year the production takes place in the U.S. in Georgia. Well, that's exciting news. So, it is. What's the, what's the message that Kia wants to send out there to people who are thinking about electric vehicles, maybe ready to buy, wondering, should I wait? Should I buy now? They know this is all coming. It, there's not going to be much choice, I guess, after a while. What's the message from Kia? I, you know, the message from Kia is our EVs, along with our ICEs, are phenomenal. I mean, I was just going to add to Joseph that you know, the EV6 GT, even the GT line, the, just that EV6 vehicle in general. Um, we The EV6 GT is a world beater. It's proven that with the um, all the awards it's received. Um, at 60 and change, it performs like a supercar. And it's got all the tech. It's got all the quality. It's, you know, like Joseph said, I'm sure he, I want one too. <laughs> and then the demand is such that... Um, it's, it's such an attractive vehicle, and it's no different with the EV9. Uh, I think you've seen all the reactions so far. Um, our world per, premiere video has already generated 9 million views, uh, and we really, you know, the, the statement we used on the Telluride was give it everything. That applies to all of the other vehicles as well, especially with our EVs. Uh, we're not just bringing the design, which we're being lauded for. We have the tech, we have the safety, uh, we have the driving dynamics, we have the quality. And so it's what we're telling now is, is if, if you can get one, uh, it's, it's incredibly appealing. Terrific. Well, I know this is, this is not something that you can comment on, but Kia has also told investors that it has a goal of 1.6 million EV sales a year by 2030. Pretty big jump from the forecast just a year ago. So things are going well. And there will be 15 EV models in the line, they're saying, by 2027. And there are also plans to build a robo-taxi vehicle, purpose-built for mobility services. So congratulations on the innovations there. For more information, the site is kia.com. Joseph and Sang, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you, Fred.